Welcome. This is 10,000 Crappy Photos, a podcast about photography and the things you learn along the way. Hey there. Um, Today I'm going to tell a story about uh, some mistakes I made a few weeks back. Um, that I'd already made before and I thought well this is a problem a problem I had solved I'd figured it out but it turns out I hadn't figured it out entirely so in the spirit of embracing my mistakes <laughs> and you're gonna think oh god she's so stupid Molly why didn't she figure that out anyway now I have I think for next time going on a, a walk a walk with a bunch of dogs and it was it was this dog event. Um, long story short, <laughs> we were all getting together to solve a crime. It was this fun thing that a dog trainer had organized for us. And so there was, mm, I don't know, six or ten pairs of dogs and people with their dogs. But we didn't know beforehand where the walk would go. So it turns out we were walking in city neighborhoods and then mostly through some woods and I had brought my camera along because I'd gone there with my partner so I was free to take some pictures which I love doing when there's a bunch of dogs around and I started taking pictures and I realized well this is hard because it turned out we're going in and out of the sun so I had Uh, My camera was automatically on manual where it sits nowadays and I realized I was adjusting back and forth a lot and it was really kind of a challenge to get the exposure right because of course with all these dogs around and not knowing what was going to happen I was taking a lot of pictures um, of things that happened spontaneously so I couldn't really set it up ahead of time and just set it and forget it. I was constantly adjusting. The light situation was really changing a lot. Then I realized, oh, well, I can do this super duper thing I figured out a while ago. And then I think I I talked about it a few podcast episodes ago, where instead of being on manual, I let the ISO float and then set Um, the shutter speed and the aperture so that I have automatic but not entirely automatic. I can say what the shutter speed is, what the aperture is, which is cool. (laughs) Unless you decide, like I did, to make those settings while in the dark forest. Okay, cool. And then I did forget it and then I just kept taking pictures for the rest of the walk, which was really fun. It was kind of crazy. Did end up solving the crime (laughs) in case you know, but that's another story for another time and for another podcast that doesn't exist. (laughs) Anyway, I was all happy about getting my pictures in and, and, and having the freedom to take pictures because I don't usually, I don't take pictures with my dog unless he's on the leash or if somebody else is taking care of him because it's just too much to pay attention to. Then I got home, downloaded the pictures, and realized, oh, yuck. Dang, a whole bunch of them were all blown out. I was like, oh, man, but I had it on automatic. Ah, I felt, I felt like, 
I felt ripped off. So after whining a little bit and even thinking, what's wrong? I had it on automatic. <laughs> I was showing the pictures to my partner and she was saying, oh, but maybe your camera's broken. And I started thinking, what, my camera? My camera might be broken, really? And that really bummed me out because I really didn't want to deal with a bo- broken camera. But I really, for a little bit, I was thinking, crap, my camera's broken. I have to get it fixed so that I can have good exposure. Then I thought about it for half a minute <laughs> and realized um, this doesn't make sense. I don't really believe my camera can be broken because I can't afford that. <laughs> and then I thought about it for another half a minute and looked at the pictures that were blown out and lo and behold, uh, well, it made perfect sense. The photos were blown out, even though they were on sort of automatic mode. Looked at the EXIF data um, of the photos and I saw, oh, the shutter speed's kind of slow. Just about, mm, I don't know, a little over 50 and I was using a 50 millimeter lens, so it's just barely enough. Um, the aperture, I don't remember what it was, but then the ISO, of course, which was allowed to float, was as low as it could go, which on my camera is only 100, 100. <laughs> what is the measure, unit of measure for ISO? Anyway, it was at 100, which means my camera was doing its dangest to, to, to limit the amount of light coming in. But I had said uh, shutter speed 50, that's letting in way too much light. And whatever the aperture was, that was letting in way too much light. And my camera said, okay, I can bring you down to 100, but that's the best I can do for you. Wait till you see these when you download the photos. <laughs> my camera did know better. It wasn't broken. It was doing its best. It's my logic that was broken. What I got out of it was automatic isn't always automatic. I still have to engage my brain when I've asked my camera to do something automatically, which for me now means my super duper tip for myself, let ISO float and set shutter speed and aperture when I'm taking pictures of active dogs in and out of the woods. When I think, okay, when you set it, I have to think about, okay, I might want to be careful about the extreme situations that I'll be walking in and out of. So next time, this is what I've learned after embracing my mistake, I will set ISO to float. I'll check that the shutter speed and the aperture don't let in too much light. So way back when, when I thought of this super duper tip for myself, I had thought, well, I need a faster shutter speed because I'm taking action shots and I want to close up the aperture so that I can get more in focus so that I can get a deeper depth of field, depth of field. That's what I hadn't done. I hadn't thought it all through. I just thought, oh, exposure. Okay. The thing is, I should listen to my own tips. Faster shutter speed, close down the aperture, and then let the ISO float. That's what I was supposed to do. Just figure, oh, okay, exposure's okay, all set, go. Duh. 
So live and learn. That's what this game is all about. That's what I love about it. <laughs> Hope you're having fun out there living and learning with your photography or without. Hope you're enjoying the fall colors or the spring colors if you're on the other side of the globe than I am or the subtle change of season colors if you're in a place where the seasons don't change quite so dramatically. Have fun out there. Ciao. Oh, I almost forgot. <laughs> I always do. You can send an email to 10,000crappyphotos at gmail.com or you can leave a comment at learningbyshooting.com. I'll try to put links in the show notes so you can go directly from your device. I heard from Wilson. That was awesome. Wilson lives near Rochester, in Rochester. He takes beautiful photographs of Rochester. He was part of our 365 group in the family photographer podcast group doing 365, which was really fun because I feel like I got to know a city, what a city looks like and feels like through his photos. Um, And I even realized where Rochester is. It's like really way up there. It's like practically in Canada. (laughs) Anyway, check out his photos at wilsonburgos.com. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. W-I-L-S-O-N-B-U-R-G-O-S.com. Some stunning photographs of a beautiful place. It was great to hear from you, Wilson, and I hope I hear from more of you. I know there are a few of you out there. (laughs) Take care. Have fun. Ciao.